Open up your Bibles this morning to Psalm 119. I, I think about uh, what's going to happen this year. Um, I, sometimes uh, when you come to the end of the year, it's, it is a psychological thing for us. As I was talking to the the kids, aren't going to know the difference between uh, 2018 and 2019 or 2020 for that matter. Uh, they're not going to, uh, when they're signing their checks or anything like that, they're not going to mess those things up. Um, when I think about what to preach, I, I was thinking about this months ago as I was thinking through uh, December, and I uh, one of the things that I, I wish I have spoken of more is just being in the Word of God. And so this morning, uh, we're going to do something a little bit different, um, and we're just going to read through Psalm 119 together, and I'm going to mix a few comments as we go. Uh, what will the new year hold? I, I know that makes uh, you nervous. Uh, maybe some some of you look at 2019 um, and you think, I'm hearing a little bit of ringing, Dave. I don't know if you can t- turn one of those things to do something different. Um, um, I, when you think about what the new year holds, you always look back to the previous year and you wonder, uh, you think about the things that were unexpected for you. Uh, in this last year, uh, maybe some of the things you can anticipate in, in the new year. Maybe uh, you're looking forward to a n- new baby in your home, uh, a grandchild or uh, um, your own child. Uh, maybe you're you're looking forward to a graduation or, or health concerns of some sort uh, that you're facing. Uh, maybe you're planning for a wedding, uh, strangely enough. Um, Maybe that's on your radar for the new year. Maybe you're concerned about the struggles in your own faith or the faith of your children or grandchildren. Maybe you're uh, considering what it will be to get your kids through school this next year and the struggles there. Um, whatever the Lord has, whatever He has, um, I know this, you'll, you'll need to know about Him. You'll need to know what he has to say. You'll need to know uh, the message that he has shared with us. And um, really the thoughts that God has are the ones you want to cling to, that they would be your thoughts in this new year. Um, As you think about that, we're looking for a message we can trust in. Um, You know, uh, President Trump has uh, loved to talk about fake news. And uh, it's so appropriate, but but yet uh, in the midst of the pile of uh, fake news, there's real news. But how do we find it? How do we get there? How do we know? How do how do we even know uh, the things that we see? What to think about them? Uh, we need to hear from God. Um, and so this Sunday, I, I want uh, us as we think about the new year. I know that some of you have been very um, disciplined and diligent over the years to plow through the scriptures and to hear from God daily. Uh, I know others have been intimidated by it and don't know where to start. I want to encourage you about some things. Um, the New Year is a great time to start. Um, we have some stuff up on our website that will give you some ideas of reading plans and different ways to go about it. If you're afraid uh, you're not a reader and you, you say, well, I, I don't know where to start, uh, just get a stack of scripture cards or something and make your own cards and rewrite them. And uh, the, the idea here is not to uh, uh, win a title or anything like that. Uh, 
It's not to um, accomplish. We're, we're not having a bingo card up here where we're checking off boxes. And uh, at the end of the year, if you've done it all, you yell bingo and you're the winner. Um, this is not what we're talking about here. It's that we would hear from God, that we would know him better uh, at the end of the year, that we would hear uh, what he has to say. I want to encourage you to beware of self-righteous bragging. Uh, I know it's easy for us to want to be spiritual and to want to be thought of as spiritual and to uh, purpose and conversation. Well, I've done my reading this week, or I've done this, or I've accomplished this. Um, as we look at Psalm 119 today, I think you'll find that uh, you just find a person, a, a, a man who desperately needed, desperately needed to hear from God. And when I think about this church and what we've got going here, I want people who desperately need to hear from God, uh, to be thirsty for it. And so my title um, today is Healthy Habits and Thirsty People. Uh, we're looking for healthy habits in the years to come, uh, in the year to come, as well as to be thirsty to know God to know what he has to say. Um, like I said before, the website has some stuff on there. And if you need help or suggestions, RJ and I are available uh, in the office here to guide you to something that would be appropriate for you. As you turn to Psalm 119, I'm going to make you stand. and No, I'm just kidding. Uh, for those of you who uh, know Psalm 119, it's the longest chapter of the Bible. Um, it's in 22 sections. It's a... Uh, uh, acrostic, I guess is the best way we would say it, but each section has eight verses, and those eight verses in the Hebrew um, are all lined up with the Hebrew alphabet. Uh, if you do A, B, C, it would be the first section being A, the section, sec, second section being B, and so on and so forth. Um, since we're not reading in Hebrew, it doesn't really matter, but I wanted to share that with you, um, that that is the structure, and that's why you'll see those titles in your Bible. Those are Hebrew letters. Um, this is a love poem to the Word of God. Um, I think that's hard for us to get our head around. It's not just teaching. It's uh, the psalmist as he wrote it, and we don't really know who uh, wrote this, what particular psalmist. But uh, we know that this is God's word and is uh, from its initial understanding was that it was God's word and never been disputed. But as we look at this, we realize that this psalm or this poem, if you will, it explains uh, really the worth of the word of God, the treasure that it is, the benefits that we have. And as I read it here this morning, uh, I want to give you uh, just an overview, uh, a picture. I want to pick out just a few things um, as we, we blow through there and really realize all the uh, benefits that are of God's Word. And then maybe that will inspire us to dig in this year and even start this week. So here we go. Psalm 119. Uh, I'm just going to read through this and I'll stop at various places <laughs> and share with you uh, just some thoughts. It says this, God's word, uh, Psalm 119, verse 1. Blessed are those whose way is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord. Now, before I get moving here, I, I meant to say as well, 
there's a but all these words uh, in the in the first one, um, the law of the Lord. Uh, there will be words over and over again, and all they're all pointing to the word of God somehow. They're using different words for the word of God, the law, his precepts, his testimonies. These all these words point to uh, his uh, revelation. Okay, so blessed are those whose way is blameless, whose walk is in the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep his testimonies, who seek him with their whole heart, who also do no wrong, uh, but walk in his ways. You have commanded your precepts to be kept diligently. Oh, that my ways may be steadfast in keeping your statutes. Then I shall not be put to shame, having my eyes fixed on your commandments. Let's stop there. Verse 5 and 6, you see this. The word of God keeps me from shame. Keeps me from shame. Um, I think we all know what shame is. The embarrassment of our deeds, right? The things that we've done that's brought shame to our our life. And chances are not just our life, but our marriage partner or our family name. Shame. And as we look at this, we realize um, that the psalmist understood that um, he was hoping at, in, in God that he would keep his way steadfast, that he would keep his law. And then he says, then I shall not be put to shame, having my eyes fixed on all your commandments. When you have the truth of God's word, uh, you will not be put to shame. You will not be put to shame because you have the right answer. Verse 7, I will praise you with an upright heart when I learn your righteous rules. I will keep your statutes. Do not utterly forsake me. How can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word. With my whole heart I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Notice uh, very two very important scriptures, verses 9 and 11, that teach us that the Word of God keeps us from sin. Um, we all struggle with sin, every one of us here. Um, I, I'm under no illusion as I preach that we are a holy church in our actions this past week, the things that we've done. I want you to know that I think about that all the time and I realize my own struggles and the struggles of my family. And and so uh, the question is uh, asked in verse nine, how can a young man? And, and the answer is no way, can't do it, can't be done. Um, but he gives us, how can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word. And then in verse 11, I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Um, I want to say this carefully. Uh, uh, a lot of times uh, our lives are just a disaster. Just a disaster. And we, um, we acknowledge that to the people around us, to our family members, and to sometimes to our friends here at church. And, uh, <laughs> um, and, uh, maybe even to me as a pastor or something. And, and I, I want to tell you, I, I want to just say it simply. Have you tried walking with the Lord? Have you tried his way? 
Your way gets you in a mess every time. Your, your way uh, gets us into a mess, but following his word will lead us out of sin to the place where he intended us, okay? Um, the word of God uh, the word of God keeps us from sin. Verse 12. Blessed are you, O Lord, teach me your statutes. With my lips I declare all the rules of your mouth. In the way of your testimonies I delight as, as much as in all riches. I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. Deal bountifully with your servant, verse 17, and that I may live and keep your word. Open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of your law. I am a sojourner on the earth. Hide not your commandments from me. My soul is consumed with longing uh, for your rules at all times. Your rebuke, you rebuke the insolent and accursed ones who wander from your commandments. Take away from me scorn and contempt, for I've kept your testimonies. Even though princes sit plotting against me, your servant will meditate on your statutes. Your testimonies are my delight. They are my counselors. Verse 24. Verse 24. The word of God is our delightful counselor. Delightful counselor. How many of you like being nagged at? Raise your hand. That's a majority right there. Uh, uh, sometimes we, we think uh, um, about our lives and what we're doing. And when somebody uh, gives us counsel, uh, when, when somebody shares with us a different way, trying to help us out, we push it away. We push it away. But the picture here um, is the word of God is our delightful counselor. It, it should thrill our hearts. It should thrill our hearts when God gives us counsel from his word to show us a better way, the right way. And so it should thrill our hearts as we read and as we see that God has a better way for us, a different way than we would come up with on our own. The word of God is our delightful counselor. <coughs> Excuse me. Verse 25, my soul clings to the dust. Give me life according to your word. When I told of my ways, you answered me. Teach me your statutes. Make me understand the way of your precepts, and I will meditate on your wondrous works. My soul melts away for sorrow. Strengthen me according to your word. Verse 28, the word of God is strength and sorrow. Strength and sorrow. My soul melts away for sorrow. Strengthen me according to your word. I want to tell you, um, sometimes when our life gets difficult, we think now is our justification to run away from God. To uh, I had a bad week or something went on. I'm not going to go to church. I'm not going to read my Bible. I deserve to take a break from the things of God. I want to tell you, your uh, your strength in time of sorrow is His Word. Is His Word. It may be difficult to read something new. You know what? 
Maybe at those times you go through your scriptures, the ones that you've already known, and you go back to them and you think through them because his word is the strength in sorrow for you and for me. Verse 29, put false ways far from me and graciously teach me your law. I have chosen the way of faithfulness. I have set your rules before me. I cling to your testimonies, O Lord. Let me not be put to shame. I will run in the way of your commandments when you enlarge my heart. Teach me, O Lord, the way of your statutes, and I will keep it to the end. Give me understanding that I may keep your law and observe it with my whole heart. Lead me in the path of your commandments, for I delight in it. Incline my heart to your testimonies and not to selfish gain. Turn my eyes from looking at worthless things and give me life in your ways. Let's stop there. The Word of God, uh, verse 37, is about repentance. Repentance. It's about turning you from where you are, from the looking at worthless things and chasing after worthless things, to turning you uh, to the place of life for you. I want to encourage you, um, you know, there's been history where people have even chopped up the Bible and they've said, uh, you know, I, I took out all the things that I didn't like about the Bible. Uh, I want to tell you, when you find something in the Scripture that's different from your ideas, rejoice and repent. Change. Why? Because it's the right way and the wrong way, and yours is the wrong way. God has a right way for you, and He's all about changing you. Uh, it's an interesting thing, even as I shared with the kids. If you want to grow in your faith, if you want to be changed by the gospel of Jesus Christ, read the Word of God. Listen to it. Dive into it. Thirst for it. It will change the way you think. And, and you say, well, why do I need to change the way you think? Your way of thinking uh, was going to send you to hell. And God saved you from that. And so He wants to change you and continue His work in you now that He started in your salvation. The Word of God is about repentance. Verse 38, uh, Confirm to your servant your promise that, that you may be feared. Turn away the reproach that I dread, uh, for your rules are good. Behold, I long for your precepts. In your righteousness, give me life. Let your steadfast love come to me, O Lord, your salvation according to your promise. Then shall I have an answer for him who taunts me, for I trust in your word. And take not the word of truth utterly out of my mouth, for my hope is in your rules. I will keep your law continually forever and ever, and I shall walk in, the, in a wide place where I have sought your precepts. I will also speak of your testimonies before kings and shall not be put to shame. For I find my delight in your commandments, which I love, which I love. Verses 46 and 47, the word of God is worthy of love, worthy of love. Um, you think about different things that we would say we love. We love to do a sport. We love our home. We love our car. We love um, our shirt. We love a meal. We love all, all these different things. And, and we can look one to another and go, that's kind of crazy, you know, 
it's not that great. You know, some of you love uh, five bean salad. You know, why would that? Who invented that? Like, you know, got an accident somewhere. You know, war's over. War's over. Uh, but we 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 talk about things and we look at different things that people do, and we have things that we love ourselves that truly aren't worthy of our affections. And yet, as we look at the Word of God, it is worthy of our affections. It is worthy of our love. The psalmist says he writes, <coughs> as he talks about what the Word of God is doing, uh, he talks about how great it is to even be able to be before kings and not be put to shame. And he says, for I find my delight in your commandments, which I love. Thrills his heart. Thrills his heart. It's not... Uh, it's not that the Word of God is easy to read or even understand, but as we get it and understand who God is and what He's doing, it should thrill our hearts. It should be the object of our love and our affections, the delight of our souls. Verse 48. <laughs> I will lift up my hands toward your commandments, which I love. I will meditate on your statutes. Verse 49, remember your word to your servant in which you have made me hope. This is my comfort and my affliction that your promises give me life. The insolent utterly deride me, but I do not turn away from your law. When I think of your rules of old, I take comfort, O Lord. Look at this section in verse 50 and 52. You see that the Word of God is comfort. The Word of God is comfort. And I would say this, comfort in affliction, in difficult times. Um, there's that thing that a father does or a mother does to their children when they're going through a tough time, when they're scared. They reach back and touch them and say, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. The way God wants to communicate that to you is through His Word. Through His Word. He wants to give you scriptures that are your own, that bring you comfort, comfort in Him. Um, verse 53, hot indignation uh, seizes me because of the wicked uh, who forsake your law. Your statutes have been my songs in the, in the house of my sojourning. Uh, I remember your name in the night, O Lord, and keep your law. This blessing has fallen to me that I have kept your precepts. Verse 57, the Lord is my portion. I promise to keep your words. I entreat your favor with all my heart. Be gracious to me according to your promise. When I think on my ways, I, I turn my feet to your testimonies. I hasten and do not delay to keep your commandments. Though the cords of the wicked ensnare me, I do not forget your law. At midnight I rise to praise you because of your righteous rules. I am a companion of all who fear you, of those who keep your precepts. Verse 63, uh, the word of God brings people together for lifelong friendships. Lifelong friendships. He looks at that in uh, verse 63. He says, I am a companion of all who fear you, of those who keep your precepts. It's interesting. Um, <coughs> we we have friendships that are based on all kinds of things. 
Uh, you can be parts of clubs that uh, fly model airplanes, and uh, you can watch football with friends, or you can uh, do quilting. Quilting's big here in Tatsby, big, big thing up here in Tatsby. Uh, don't mess with the quilters, right, Ann? Uh, but um, oh, this makes me smile. My mom loved quilting. Never quite understood it, but um, log cabin. I, I don't know. Anyways, um, we, we gather around different things. We connect on those different things. But if that thing isn't there, um, it usually goes by the wayside, those friendships. And the psalmist, as he was thinking through the word of God, he was thinking through not just the word of God, but how it relates to the people that he draws near as his companions. And he, he says this, he says, I am a companion of all who fear you. We have an instant bond with those who love the word of God. We, we connect, even if we, it's been interesting. I, I've traveled down to Mexico and various other places in the world, and there's this amazing bond that comes through the word of God. And why? Because this is uh, something eternal, something great that will bring people together for lifelong friendships. This is what we're seeking to do in our youth ministry is to unite kids together through the word of God, not through any kind of, um, you know, uh, personality group or cliques or anything like that, but to unite them in the word of God, that that may be a commonality that brings them together for lifelong friendships. Verse 64. The earth, O Lord, is full of your steadfast love. Teach me your statutes. Verse 65. You have dealt well with your servant, O Lord, according to your word. Teach me good judgment and knowledge, for I believe in your commandments. Before I was afflicted, I went astray. Uh, but now I keep your word. Uh, you are good and do good. Teach me your statutes. The insolent smear me with lies, but... Uh, with my whole heart, I keep your precepts. Their heart is unfeeling like fat, but I delight in your law. It is good for me that I was afflicted, that I might learn your statutes. Verses 67 and 71, the word of God is the prize from pain. The prize from pain. Verse 67, he says, before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I keep your word. Um, verse 71, it's good for me to be that I was afflicted, that I might learn your statutes. Um, pain's never fun. Uh, affliction and hurt and uh, trials in your life, <coughs> excuse me, are never fun. But God desires to connect his word and to teach you his word in the midst of pain and affliction and suffering. Maybe like you can never learn it in the times of goodness. And so as we look at the word of God, we realize it's the prize from the pain of this life. I think that mo many of you who have walked with the Lord a long time, you can connect certain scriptures that God taught you during difficult days. He, he gave you those during those days. And uh, I can even think through that there are passages that I read over and over and really read over them, read over them and over them. And then in the times of pain, he uh, 
gave that to me in a, a new way and, and he connected it with real life and taught me something that I couldn't have learned <coughs> another way. Verse 72. Uh, the law of your mouth is better to me than thousands of gold and silver pieces. Your hands have made me and fashioned me. Give me understanding that I may learn your commandments. Those who fear you shall see me and rejoice because I have hoped in your word. I know, O Lord, that your rules are righteous and that in faithfulness you have afflicted me. Let your steadfast love comfort me according to your promise to your servant. Let your mercy come to me that I may live. For your law is my delight. Let the insolent be put to shame uh, because they have wronged me with falsehood. As for me, I will meditate on your precepts. Verse 78, I tell you this, that the word of God is the activity of the storm. Um, when you go through a storm, it's the activity that you should be about. Uh, it's the, 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 the response to the storms of life is that we would cling and uh, run to the word of God. Verse 79, let those who fear you, uh, those who fear you turn to me uh, that they may know your testimonies. May my heart be blameless in your statutes that I may not be put to shame. Verse 81, my soul longs for your salvation. I hope in your word. My eyes long for your promise. I ask you, when will you comfort me? For I have become like a wineskin in the smoke, yet, yet I have not forgotten your statutes. How long must your servant endure? And when will you judge those who persecute me? The insolent, insolent have dug pits for me. Uh, they do not follow. They do not live according to your law. All your commandments are sure. They persecute me with falsehood. Help me. They have almost made an end uh, of me on the earth, but I have not forsaken your precepts. In your steadfast love, give me life that I may keep your testimonies with my mouth. Verse 88, uh, the word of God is love and life for the one who keeps it. Um, it's love and life for the one who keeps it. It's, it's a thrill. It fills, fills you with life and the love. Some of, some of you say, well, why is my life so empty? Uh, have you tried the scriptures? Have you tried the God who loves you so much? You struggle with depression. I, it's not just this easy band-aid fix, rub this ointment on it and it'll go away. But have you sought the Word of God? Have you tried to reject the thoughts that are in your mind and fill it with the thoughts of God? Why? Because in the Word of God is love and life for the one who keeps it. Verse 89. Forever, O Lord, your Word is firmly fixed in the heavens. I'll stop there. Uh, the Word of God is forever. Forever. Uh, I, I know some of you are older than others of us. And others of us are older than others of you. You know, uh, um, I just want to tell you the Word of God is forever. Uh, you're not going to outgrow it. It's not going to become outdated. It's not going to become irrelevant. Uh, there's no better idea out there. Doesn't matter what college you go to. Uh, it doesn't matter who you read. There's no better ideas. The Word of God is forever. 
Your faithfulness, verse 90, uh, your faithfulness endures to all generations. You have established the earth and it stands fast. By your appointment, they stand uh, this day uh, for all things are, are your servants. If your law had not been my delight, I would have perished in my affliction. I, I will never forget your precepts, for by them you have given me life. I am yours. Save me, for I have sought your precepts. The wicked lie in wait uh, to destroy me, but I consider your testimonies. And I've seen the limit to all perfection, but your commandment is exceedingly broad. Verse 97. <coughs> Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. Your commandment makes me wiser than my enemies, uh, for it is ever with me. I have more understanding than my teachers, for your testimonies are my meditation. I understand more than the aged, for I keep your precepts. I'll just say this in verses 98 uh, through 100. The Word of God gives you an unfair advantage. Um, you look at that, commandments make me wiser than my enemies, right? You're, you're ahead of your enemies. Why? Because you know the Word of God. Uh, verse 99, uh, I have more understanding than all my teachers. Uh, the teachers that are supposed to be the authority and know more, uh, the student can know more than the teachers. Why? Uh, the Word of God. And then lastly, uh, probably... Most exciting for the young, I understand more than the aged. Why? Because for I keep your precepts. The Word of God uh, is is especially important for the young because they have no experience. But if they have the Word of God, they listen to it. Uh, years will not trump that. Years will not uh, replace the Word of God. Uh, verse 101, I hold back my feet from every evil way in order to keep your word. I do not turn aside from your rules, for you have taught me. How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Through your precepts I get understanding, therefore I hate every false way. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Verse 105 says the word of tells us that the word of God guides us in dark places. Um, there's plenty of dark places. Uh, there's plenty of dark places. There's plenty of places where we would be fearful because we don't know what we're doing. Uh, by the way, every day is a new uh, step in not knowing what we're doing. Right? We've never known. We've never known this day. Uh, this Every day brings new challenges. <laughs> the Word of God promises us, God promises us that through His Word, He will guide us in those dark places. He will be the lamp so we can see. Um, if you ever feel like you're fumbling and you don't know what you're doing, you're probably accurate, first of all, in, in those feelings, but you're also, that should drive you to the Word of God. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm in a dangerous place. I'm in a dark place. The Word of God uh, will guide us in these dark uh, places. He'll give us light. Verse 106, I have sworn an oath and confirm it uh, to keep your righteous rules. I am severely afflicted. Give me life according to your word. 
Accept my free will offerings of praise, O Lord, and teach me your rules. I hold my life in my hand continually, but I, I do not forget your law. The wicked have laid a snare for me, but I do not stray from your precepts. <coughs> your testimonies are my heritage forever, for they are the joy of my heart. I incline my heart to perform your statutes forever to the end. I hate the double-minded, but I love your law. You are my hiding place, my shield. I hope in your word. Verse 114, the word of God is safety for those who hope in it. Safety. Um, you know, you put all these things together, the darkness and our inability, our being simple and not knowing. Uh, the word of God is safety for you. It, it keeps you safe. It, it puts you in that place where you need to be. Uh, his shield and his hiding place. Verse 115, depart from me, you evildoers, that I may keep your commandments of my, keep the commandments of my God. Uphold me according to your promise that I may live and let me not be put to shame in my hope. Hold me up that I may be safe and have regard for your statutes continually. You spurn all who go astray from your statutes for their cunning is in vain. All the wicked of the earth you discard like dross. Therefore, I love your testimonies. My flesh trembles for fear of you, and I am afraid of your judgments. Verse 121. I have done what is just and right. I do, not, do not leave me to my oppressors. Give your servant a pledge of good. Let not the insolent oppress me. My eyes long for your salvation and for the fulfillment of your righteous promise. Deal with your servant according to your steadfast love and teach me your statutes. I'm your servant. Give me understanding that I may know your testimonies. It is time for the Lord to act, for, for your law has been broken. <coughs> Therefore, I love your commandments above gold, above fine gold. Verse 127, and really as you go back, we've gone over some verses on this already. The word of God is true riches, true riches. How much is it worth? How much is a Bible worth? It's interesting. You can buy a Bible. Uh, you can go on Amazon.com, and there's a gazillion Bibles uh, in the Amazon, right? Um, and as you look at those, it's just a few bucks. But it's not about the paper. It's not about the book. It's about the words, and the words are true riches. Um, above gold, even fine gold, the expensive stuff, okay? Um, I'm going to um, step up the pace here because I'm not going to make it. My voice, nor the time. I hate that. I hate that. I can't, can't make it. Uh, I'm going to skip around, okay? Uh, skip forward. Verse 130. Uh, the unfolding of your words gives light and imparts understanding to the simple. Uh, the Word of God changes the simple to wise. The simple to wise. Um, most of us are trying to cover up uh, our, our weak spots. Uh, cover up. Let, don't let anyone know that you don't know what you're talking about. Right? We, you know, we try to cover those things up. How about change it from being simple to wise? Uh, God doesn't just want to cover up 
uh, the things that you don't know. He wants to teach you and bring you from that simple spot to the wise person that knows his word. <coughs> this comes uh, from knowing his word, from understanding um, as God changes you through that uh, word. Skipping forward to uh, verse 143. Trouble and uh, trouble and anguish have found me out, but your commandments are my delight. One of my favorite uh, themes through Psalm 119 is delight. Uh, 143 tells us that the word of God is delightful. It's delightful. Um, sometimes, uh, and it's our own fault and it's the, the candy world we live in, but uh, sometimes uh, as we think about reading the word of God, uh, we say, well, boy, that's like you know eating a bowl full of kale or something like that. You know, boy, isn't that going to be great? I, I want to tell you it is great. It is great. Uh, and to set aside, uh, to, to let God work in us and to find it as it is. It's delightful. It's something that we should be thrilled with. Um, chances are, if you're struggling with the delight of God's word, you're filling yourself up with something else that's not good. Uh, it, it's interesting. If I um, put your favorite meal in front of you, but you've already eaten uh, 10 pounds of dirt, uh, you won't want it uh, because you're just filled with stuff that's not good. Uh, but you're still filled, right? And so um, the Word of God is delightful. <coughs> Skipping forward to Psalm uh, verse 151. But you are near, O Lord, and all your commandments are true. Uh, the Word of God is true. The Word of God is true. As you think about... Um, all the, the lies that you've told and been told, um, as you look at the Word of God, it's, it's trustworthy, it's true, it's something that you can uh, go to the bank on. And, and what's great about it, if you're a parent, if you're a parent or a grandparent, you can confidently and boldly and with authority pass it down to your kids. Uh, you, you, you can look them in the eye and say, I know this is right. I don't know about that other stuff. I don't know, you know, I don't know about diets or, you know, things change. And sometimes even math changes over the years, you know, um, different things they're trying to do. You know, get the answer or write a paragraph about what you feel about the answer, whatever that stuff is. Um, you can know for certain, for certain, that the Word of God is true. And so you can pass it down. In uh, verse 159. <laughs> Uh, Psalm 159, or verse 159 says, Consider how I love your precepts. Give me life according to your steadfast love. Um, he, he there connects the word of God is the affection or our love for it produces in us his steadfast love. Um, you know what steadfast love is? It means that he has promised to love you. He's promised. He's made a commitment to you. And you say, well, I've made a commitment to him. I want to tell you, his commitment to you is better than your commitment to him. Okay? Because his is steadfast love. It's based upon his character, not yours. Skipping down to 162. I rejoice at your word like one who finds great spoil. 
And I, I want to be careful how I say this, but the word of God is a treasure hunt. It's a treasure hunt. And I want to tell you, it's kind of like uh, Easter eggs. You know the good stuff's out there. It's been placed there for you. It doesn't take much. It just takes time. And as we go through it, you will find like you, you tripped upon the treasure. You, you fell upon it. You, you, there's an excitement to that that says, I found in God's word. It, it, it's almost like sometimes as, as we read it, we go to someone and, and we say, I found something in God's word and nobody's ever found it before. I found something. And, and as you share it, you say, well, maybe I've never seen that. Or, or maybe, you have, but there's, there's that for you. It's personal to you. The word of God is a treasure hunt. <laughs> and as we come to the end of um, Psalm 1, uh, verse 171 and 172 says this, My lips will pour forth praise, for you teach me your statutes. My tongue will sing of your word, for all your commandments are right. The word of God turns the believer to praise from his mouth. Um, should be another trigger. If you find yourself complaining, if you find yourself worry and complaint and sin coming out of your mouth, go to the Word of God because what happens as we interact with God's Word, He changes us so that then as He changes our heart, words of praise come out of our mouth because He's so good. I'll just read this last section. Verse 173 says this, Let your hand be ready to help me. For I have chosen your precepts. I long for your salvation, O Lord, and your law is my delight. Let my soul live and praise you, and let your rules help me. I have gone astray like a lost sheep. Seek your servant, for I do not forget your commandments. Let me pray for us. God, I do ask that you would uh, help us to take a step in loving your word more this year. God, I ask that you would encourage us as we uh, seek to, to read it and that we would, <coughs> our heart would be um, committed to knowing you better. God, I ask for your help. Um, your word tells us that we need an enlarged heart to do this, that we uh, need to be changed, that we might see it as delightful. God, um, do your work in your people. Help us to encourage one another along the path. Thank you for the riches that you blessed us with in relationship with you and you speaking to us from your word. Do your work in your church, I pray in Jesus' name.